a familiar passage here, a very powerful passage also, especially as it pertains to the forgiveness that we are to extend to others. Hear now the reading of God's most holy word. Then Peter came up and said to Jesus, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times, Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy-seven times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. It was a great sum of money. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, a comparatively very small sum of money. And seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, Pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. He refused, and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed. And they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant! I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from the heart. This now the reading of God's most holy word. May he bless the preaching of it this afternoon. The Lord's Prayer that we are considering is to be prayed daily. And this is made very clear by the fourth petition, which is, give us this day our daily bread. So daily we are to be concerned with giving thanks to God. Daily we are to be concerned with the glory of His name, the furtherance of His kingdom, and obedience to His commands. We're to pray about these things Daily daily, we are to petition God and ask that He by His grace would bring these things to pass in and through us. We are also invited to pray for His provision concerning our earthly needs. This prayer is to be a daily prayer. And here is another thing that we are to pray for daily, the forgiveness of sins. Some have wondered, if we are forgiven of all of our sins the moment we believe upon Jesus, then why must we pray for the forgiveness of sins daily as Christians. Have you ever wondered that? Maybe at some point in your Christian walk you wondered about that. You know, I thought I was cleansed of all of my sins. The moment I believed, why then do I need to pray for the forgiveness of sins over and over again? I think it's a good question. There's a good answer. When we believe upon Christ, our sins are, are forgiven. We are justified, which means that we are declared not guilty by God. That can never change. If faith is true then justification is real and it is permanent. We did nothing to earn our justification and we cannot do anything to lose it. Furthermore, we are adopted the moment we believe. And that does not change either. Christians are not perpetually justified and then unjustified when they sin. They are not adopted and then unadopted when they sin. These things 
do not change. They are gifts that are freely given by God and received by faith alone. When we believe upon Christ, a great exchange takes place. He bore our sins when He died on the cross, and we come to have His righteousness of our own. Again, all of that happens the moment we believe. That cannot be changed or diminished in any way. But Christians do continue to struggle with sin, for corruptions remain in us. These sins are real sins, and they do grieve the Spirit of God. They make us liable to the discipline of the Father. Notice I did not say that they make us liable to the wrath of God, but rather to the discipline of the Father. And so it is very important for the Christian to confess those sins to the Lord, to repent and to ask the Lord for cleansing. This is not cleansing unto salvation, but it is cleansing unto a right relationship with the Lord. This is what John was talking about when he wrote to Christians saying, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He's writing not to the world here, but to Christians. And he's saying, don't deceive yourselves, Christian. We still sin. If you say that you don't have sin, you're you're, you're fooling yourself. But know this, Christian, that if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Unrighteousness, And I believe that this is what Jesus was illustrating in that exchange that He had with Peter regarding the washing of His feet. Do you remember that story, brothers and sisters? Jesus was washing the feet of His disciples when Peter said to Him, You shall never wash My feet. In other words, I'm not worthy to have you wash My feet, Jesus. Jesus answered Him saying, If I do not wash you, you have no share with Me. Uh, Peter, if you want to, to have a relationship with me, if you want to be in right relationship with me, I must wash you, is what Jesus said to him. So Simon Peter replied, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. This is typical Peter, isn't it? He's, he's just kind of impulsive a little bit, you know. Uh, very zealous. First of all, he says, I'm not worthy to have you wash my feet. And then Jesus says, if you want to be a part of me, I have to. He says, then fine, not my feet only, but everything. And Jesus said to him, corrects him once more, the one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you, for he knew who was to betray him. That was why he said, not all of you are clean. So Jesus corrects Peter twice. If you want to be a part of me, I must wash you. But you don't need to be washed completely, Peter. Only your feet need to be washed, okay? So, so just be quiet, I think, and let me do what I'm going to do here. In this illustration, those who have true faith in Christ have been bathed. They've been bathed. They've been cleansed from their sins, justified, adopted, sanctified positionally. They need not be bathed over and over again. But as these justified ones walk in this world, their feet get dirty with sin. And you know this to be true, just as I do. This is why we must come to the Lord daily, even momentarily, to confess our sins to Him. To use the language of John 13, we are not saying, Lord, bathe me, but rather we are saying, Lord, wash my feet, for I have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. Again, quoting John 
If we Christians say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we Christians confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thanks be to God. Notice this about the fifth petition of the Lord's Prayer though. Not only does it guide us to confess our sins to God daily, it also guides us to freely forgive daily. It does both things. The fifth petition is, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So two things, forgiveness from God and the forgiveness of others, these are tied together. In fact, it is assumed and expected that if we are going to ask God for forgiveness, we have already forgiven our fellow man from the heart. That parable that Christ told regarding the unforgiving servant that I read earlier is very powerful, isn't it? It's a moving moving story, a moving parable. Every time I read it, I think, what a terrible thought that a servant who was forgiven so much by his master would be so unwilling to forgive his fellow servant just a little bit. It's like I say to my boys, right? Don't be that guy. Don't I say that from time to time, boys? Don't be that guy. Don't be that unforgiving servant. Forgive as you've been forgiven. Forgive from the heart. Now, let me make just a few clarifying remarks about forgiveness before concluding. One, it is required of us to forgive from the heart even when there is no repentance. It is required of us as Christians to forgive from the heart even when there is no repentance. In other words, we must not hold on to bitterness. We must not hold on to resentment or unforgiveness in the heart. We must prepare ourselves to extend forgiveness should forgiveness be sought by the one who has wronged us. This is forgiveness from the heart that I'm talking about. And Christians ought to forgive from the heart even when there is no repentance and the one who has wronged us too. Forgiveness can only be extended or transacted when there is repentance. This is how it works with God. And this is how it works with man. Forgiveness cannot be transacted unless the offender says, I've wronged you, please forgive me. If repentance is true and if it is sincere, forgiveness must then be extended. Where there is repentance, forgiveness must be extended We first prepare our hearts for it, and then we transact the forgiveness the moment there is repentance. Three, in Christ we should be willing to forgive one another over and over again. In Matthew 18, 21, we read, Then Peter came up and said to Jesus, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times, here Peter is um, presenting himself as being very generous, right? As many as seven times, should we put up with our brother, our sister in Christ, that much, you know, to forgive them seven times. And Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 77 times. Some translations say 70 times seven. That's a matter of translation from the Greek into the English here. But either way, the point is very clear. If repentance is true, forgiveness should be extended over and over again. You know, if you live in the church, walk in the church long enough, you'll know that this is needed. We, we, we need to forgive one another, not once or twice, but over and over again 
If we are sojourning together, we're bound to offend one another. And we need to be patient with one another, long-suffering, eager to forgive. Four, this does not require Christians to subject themselves to manipulators and abusers. Clearly, this is not what Christ was referring to. If your brother sins against you, and if your brother repents truly, then forgive him truly from the heart. Move on from it. Don't hold the sin against them. And indeed, you are to do this over and over again. But you and I both know that there are people in this world who abuse and who manipulate. These will pretend to be repentant, but prove by their way of life that they are not. And the Scriptures do not require Christians to subject themselves to their abuse. Forgive them from the heart, yes. But if forgiveness is going to be extended, there must be true and sincere repentance. May the Lord help us in distinguishing between true and sincere repentance. May the Lord give us His mercy and grace in these matters. What do we pray for in the fifth petition? In the fifth petition, which is, And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. We pray that God, for Christ's sake, would freely pardon all our sins, which we are rather encouraged to ask, because by His grace we are enabled from the heart to forgive others. Let us bow for a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we thank You for the forgiveness that is ours in Christ Jesus, our justification, our adoption, our sanctification. We thank You also for this daily cleansing that we are encouraged to ask for We walk in this world and our feet get dirty, O Lord. So wash our feet, we pray. We need you, O Lord, to cleanse us of our sins, to renew a right spirit within us, to set our feet back upon the right path. And I do pray, O Lord, for this issue of the forgiveness of sins. Help us, O Lord, to forgive from the heart. May we be not like that wicked servant who was forgiven much but refused to forgive. Uh, May we be of pure hearts, O Lord, uh, eager and willing to forgive our brothers and sisters in Christ and others in this world too, from the heart and especially where there is repentance. Lord, make us tender towards one another. Fill our hearts with love and grace. We pray that you would enable us to do these things. We confess to you that we need your power and strength. In the name of Christ we pray and all of God's people say, Amen.